Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. On this podcast, host Bill Hodges has as his guest Joe Stenica, Executive Director of Information Security Operations and Chief Privacy Officer for the United States Veterans Administration. Director Stenica discusses cybercrime and how you can protect yourself from identity theft and from internet and phone scams. He also talks about the proactive steps that the VA is taking to protect your information and defeat the scammers. This valuable information is for veterans and non-veterans alike and can help you ensure that you do not fall victim to these cyber criminals. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And I have a fabulous guest for you today you're going to find very interesting. Joe Stenica, he's the Executive Director of Information Security Operations and VA's chief privacy officer. And privacy today with the internet and all that, he's going to give you some ideas how to protect yourself. And he'll tell you what the VA is going to be doing. Welcome to the program, Joe. Bill, great to be here as a fellow vet. I'm looking forward to this uh, session. Tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so Bill, I started a retired Navy officer. I had a lot of experience in cybersecurity. I joined the Federal Service at U.S. Cyber Command. I had a stint at the Defense Information System Agency, uh, USDA, and uh, now the VA, all in cybersecurity. And what I do, uh, simply put, is we work to protect veteran data at the VA from both a system, procedure, and people viewpoints. You know, you really got a difficult job there because you've got both security and HIPAA you have to deal with. I know for myself, I'm on my healthy vet, and I absolutely love it. But one of the things I'm finding with it is I have to do about five different clicks before I can actually get it working. But you're fighting both security and HIPAA. Yes, it's about making sure veterans have access to data, and then when they don't have access, it's protected and safe. Let's talk a little bit about email scams. Our local deputy here from our sheriff's department has been talking about that a lot. And so it's important. There's a lot of things going on. What are some of the things that you're seeing out there with your background in cybersecurity that the veteran can do to help themselves? That's a great question, Bill. First of all, it's the most common attack by uh, a cyber adversary. Uh, Why that is because it works and it's cheap for them to do that. So I would recommend to your listeners to take a look at the email in its entirety. Start with the from line. Uh, If it's coming from USAA, for example, military insurance company, it should say something like a person's name at USAA.com or .gov, whatever that 
is. But oftentimes you'll see hackers will be like USAA at Hotmail at something. So it's your first little <laughs> test. <laughs> then I would look at the uh, subject line. And this is kind of critical because you'll see some kind of urgency from, from a hacker. Hey, your password's expired. It's a very common one. Or I'm out of money. Or please click this now. And that's an indicator of of a possible scam. And then you also look at the body of the email bill. You'll take a look and see, does it make sense? Is it in proper English? A lot of these adversaries we <laughs> see are outside the U.S., yes, so they don't have great English. Right? <laughs> uh, and another key indicator bill you'll see is, uh, hey, click this link now or open this attachment now. And uh, so those are kind of the, the things I would recommend for your listeners to take a look at and use a little common sense. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. And for your second part of the question, Bill, uh, how do you protect yourself? Uh, I would go on, let's say it's USA, for example, and uh, I would go to the USA website and said, hey, call them up. I received an email. It's suspicious. Can you verify my password's expired and give me some instructions? Or make a, let's say it's from your sister or mother and, and you're concerned, maybe uh, a wrong email, call them up on the phone and ask them. And we catch a lot of uh, fraud attempts that way. You know, I get a lot of these emails that will say, I meant to send you this earlier. Here's a link. Please click on it. Great indicator. I wouldn't click on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm with you. And even some of the email addresses can be spoofed, can they not? In other words, explain the word spoofed to our audience. Yes. Yeah, so you can hover over a um, email and see what it actually is. There could be a tiny URL. There's ways of of uh, hiding the true identity. But again, in this entirety, look at the message, look at the reasoning and, and use a little common sense because uh, you may not be able to catch it with one indicator, but if you use all those indicators, I'll tell you, you probably have a great chance of def uh, being better protected. The problem with most of this, if it gets into your mail and you start going back and forth with the person, you're giving them a lot of information, correct? You can be. So try not to go back and forth. And uh, we'll probably talk a little later about you know, having your system updated to protect any kind of viruses or any kind of malware going on your systems, but just stop your communications and, and, and um, block them. You can block them in your email. You block that user and, and stop that conversation. What are some of the things that you see with veterans that are giving away their information? Well, social media is probably the, the biggest area of uh, information for bad guys. So they're using the social media on Facebook, for example, I'm going on travel or I'm going to a, a military reunion. And uh, the adversary, I've seen attacks uh, from hackers using that as a way of guessing passwords and getting the, to spoof a friend potentially. Like, let's say I'm on your Facebook. Hey, Bill, this is Joe. I'll send you a friend invite. You click it. I'm not really Joe. And I got you, right? So uh, so social media is very, be very careful of social media. Yeah. One of the things, uh, and you bring that up, and I think it's very, very important, is that People give away too much information on Facebook and other places like this. I mean, if you're going to use your dog's name as your security code, you don't want to tell everybody on Facebook what your dog's name is. Exactly. And there's one adage I'll, I'll share with the veterans online here is if it's on the Internet, it's there forever. So be careful what you put on the Internet. I think that's an important factor. You can't take it down. Once it's there, it's always there, correct? It's hard It's hard to remove, yes. It's very difficult to remove it, almost impossible. What do you find with our veterans? Are they fairly secure or are they making some serious mistakes? Well, I'll take a bigger picture, uh, Bill, on this. So first of all, 
FTC, Federal Trade Commission, reported about 4.8 million identity theft and fraud reports in 20. Right? Ouch. In 2020. It is bad. But unfortunately, it appears that veterans are even more targeted and more susceptible to damage. So in a report from in 2019 from Federal Trade Commission, veterans had 44% more damage than a non-veteran on cybercrime. Really? Yes. Is it because veterans move around or they're more trusting? Or what, what is it you think is causing our vets to get hit harder? Well, I think it's about the dollar, right? The adversaries want money. They know veterans have benefits, medical or GI bills. So you, you want to target people who you know have money. So there's always an economic incentive for that. Then there's also the, uh, the veteran. Uh, you have more information about him. It's easier to attack. Hey, like Bill and I were veterans. I already have a friendship with you. I can use that to my advantage. So I think they're targeted that way as well, because you know more about them because they do stand out from the population. I think it's important to really understand who some of these people are. I mean, they could spend a year with you on Facebook and get to know you real well, your buddies now back and forth. It isn't something that has to be done overnight by these people. No, no, they're very patient and they may be using you to uh, go to other targets. Let's say your children. So, hey, you know, now I compromise your Facebook. Now I'm using Bill's Facebook account. I'm saying to your children uh, or, or your family members. And now there's that trusted thing. So again, my earlier advice is make a phone call. You can remove people off your Facebook or suspect. Call them up. Hey, Bill, is that really you? If not, I'm going to delete you off my Facebook. You know, that's interesting because we had a veteran here in our area who fell victim to the scam where somebody called and said, oh, grandpa, I'm in jail and I need help and everything. And they found out later the man got all the information right off Facebook. Exactly. And, and so one of the things I'd like to share with your listeners, you know, delete your old accounts. Uh, you'd be very surprised. You may have three different Facebook accounts. You may have forgotten about them or MySpace is out there from the old days. And really look at your privacy controls. I really strongly recommend that and restrict access to the only people that you know. And, and that's really going to help you out. Disable uh, location settings of Facebook. People don't need to know where you're at. Uh, the adversary could maybe break in your house if he knew you're out of town. And really discourage the use of social media when possible. It's nice to uh, share uh, memories with family, but uh, you really want to make sure what you put out there is really what you want people to see. So it w- would be something you would share with your family and members. If not, don't don't put it out. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. I, I was just talking with another friend. There is a post on Facebook for one of our mutual friends telling exactly when they're leaving, what airplanes they're taking, what places they're going, and when they're going to get back. You know, what do you do here? You've got a situation where they're telling him you can have the house anytime you want it. Exactly. And so just be aware of what you're putting out there. And maybe you tell that story when you get back. How do you protect your sensitive data? Are you doing the kind of job that you ought to be doing in cyber crimes and cyber information to protect my data? So at the VA, cybersecurity and privacy is a top priority. It comes directly down from the secretary. And we employ a a highly trained cadre of hundreds of professionals to do both cybersecurity and and privacy. We're using state-of-the-art procedures and processes, and we spend a lot of money to defend your your data. So yes, the VA is very serious about this and do a great job protecting your data at the VA. I don't think there's any individual organization anywhere that has more information on me besides maybe my credit card company than the VA does. You've got my health records. You've got my financial records. Do you know how much money you send me every month? Uh, There's all kinds of things in there. 
And I guess a lot of us are looking at it and saying, whoa, there's a lot of information. Is there any firewalls between any of these particular areas? Well, many firewalls. Uh, we, we, again, use state-of-the-art technology and, pr- and processes. And I mentioned the hundreds of cadres of professionals, but every employee at the VA receives annual privacy and cybersecurity training. So it's like every Marine's a rifleman. So every person at the VA is a cyber defender and a privacy expert. So we really do empower our workforce to do the right thing and, and to and make sure we secure your data. What are some of the scams that you're seeing that are most prevalent to our veterans? It's always around uh, a couple of uh, specific themes. One is romance. You mentioned, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, as we get older and veterans, you'll see that attack. You mentioned the uh, grandson. We've seen that sometimes. I need money. There's a financial thing. So it's more about the themes, you know, trying to get your money. We had a little bit of COVID in the early days of COVID. Hey, uh, here's a vaccine potential, but that seems to be not a problem anymore. So it really kind of falls with the times, right? Uh, maybe uh, during the Christmas time, you'll see some more Christmas scams. So be very careful out there for your listeners. So during crisis, like a hurricane, you'll see more scams for like a Red Cross, but it's not really Red Cross trying to get donations. So it's, it kind of follows the news. So those are the kind of things we're seeing, not just at the VA, but across uh, the cyber world. One of the things that I'm seeing is that there is an awful lot of people out there saying, we're helping veterans. Give us your money. I mean, it, every day there seems to be a new veterans organization popping up. How does one sort these out? Well, I think I think you have to do a little homework. I think you have to go online, Google search, try to get reviews, uh, try to get testimonies. Uh, that's what I do uh, personally. You know, I, I donate and I want to make sure it goes to the right veteran and look at the financial statements. And you can kind of get a feel of doing a, do a little bit of your homework on your own. You can call uh, people who maybe have worked with these organizations to make sure your money and resources are being used correctly. We talked earlier a little bit about reducing our footprint on the web. What are some of the things that we can do to help reduce our footprint? And by that, for those of you who don't know the word footprint, it's simply a matter of how many times we're there and what we're taking part in. How many times do you think, Joe, we can do a better job with that? Every day, uh, every one of us, including myself, we could do a better job with our own personal uh, security of our data. And we did a pretty good job talking about the footprint reduction. But uh, Bill, I want to add a couple more points that maybe your listeners can can use. I would recommend talking to the kids, uh, your children. Uh, they're often being targeted for uh, identity theft. Who who checks the credit reports of their kids, uh, five-year-olds? So I recommend looking at your credit report, but it's true. Very, very easy to get. Never also even thought at, of that. A five-year-old's credit report? They, they have they one? Exist. They do. And, and if you have social security numbers, so I would do annual credit reports. I'd also talk, and this happened to me, my, my parents, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I had to help them with an issue. They clicked on a Medicare uh, site and they were getting a lot of spam. And so what I did, I checked their credit reports and we also froze their credit reports. We actually went to the three bureaus and you can freeze your credit. That means no one but you can open a new credit, uh, credit card or a mortgage. Very tight, very secure. I, I really like that. Go over that again. How does one do that? Sure. So you go to the three credit uh, reporting agencies in the U.S. and you go to the website, you'll see the front page called Freeze My Credit. And you go in, click on it, you sign up, get a password, username, and you tell the credit monitoring, I will not accept any credit unless I open it up again. So no one can go in and let's say, Bill, you're a bad guy. You can't open the credit card in my name unless I remove that lock. Now, do you have to go to each of the different 
companies that do this? Yes, you do. All, all three of them. Oh, there's only three? The three main ones, yes. Shows you what I don't know. <laughs> I thought there were a number of different credit rating agencies. No, there's three of them. And if you go online, look at three credit monitoring agencies, you'll find them and go to each one of them. It doesn't take long, about five, 10 minutes each, and you'll lock yourself up and really good for protecting your identity as well. What about traveling? Traveling is is always uh, interesting because we're very secure here. You're at your home. You have your Wi-Fi with passwords. But when you travel, you often will see uh, free Wi-Fi in airports, hotels. And just so you know, they can see whatever you're on there. So don't do that unless you use a, a virtual private network or you use your cell phone. Your cell phone has securities and just do your web searching on, on, on your smartphone. Oh, really? Yeah. So I avoid them unless I can use my VPN. I won't use uh, free Wi-Fi. I'll use my phone or a VPN on my laptop if I have to. Wow. You know, I didn't realize there was a difference between using my tablet and using my cell phone. Your cell phone's more secure. It has inherent securities in there, but you still could use a VPN on the cell phone. But I also like to add too, Bill, is that um, your credit cards are often, they can be scammed as well. I've seen here in Maryland where you put your credit card in and there'll be a reader and can actually steal your credit card information or they can steal it with a like a RF reader. So be careful. Use an RFID blocker wallet when you're traveling and just be be very sensitive where you're at with your like phone, your laptop. Make sure physically you're controlling that. No one can steal it. My guest today is Joe Seneca, the Executive Director of Information Security Operation and VA's Chief Privacy Officer. We've only got about a minute left. Are there some things that I haven't covered that you'd like to make sure or even to reiterate? Yeah, Bill, uh, I would just be very strongly uh, strong in this that says that everybody is a target. Everybody should be vigilant on their data, on on their IT, on their, on their phones, on their laptops, patcher systems. Be careful of hard copy credit reports. Just be very vigilant, like you're like uh, very aware to better protect yourself. One final thought: Are there places that our veterans can go to find information that will be up to date for them? Great question, Bill. There are two places I recommend. The first one is the privacy website at the VA, which is located at www.oprm.va.gov. Again, www.oprm.va.gov. The other site, which is a new partner for the VA, is the Cybercrime Support Network, which can be found at cybercrimesupport.org, C-Y-B-E-R-C-R-I-M-E-S-U-P-P-O-R-T.org. Again, C-Y-B-E-R-C-R-I-M-E-S-U-P-P-O-R-T.org. Joe Seneca, I thank you so much for being on the program. One of these days, I'd love to have you come back. Love that, Bill. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bill Hodges. This has been Veterans Corner Radio. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you very soon again on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? 
it's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.